What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kingdom Child Chats. This is your host, Shaman Thomas speaking. And today is our third episode, and we will be discussing friendships and relationships as Christians. And this topic is so deep and it's so important because a lot, actually, I'm going to just say it like this. I've personally seen with my own eyes the American church sweep this under the rug because a lot of pastors they hide these kinds of teachings due to not wanting to lose members in their church or just trying to appeal to the world but what does the first book of john chapter 2 verse 15 say it says that to love to love not the world neither the things that are in the world and if any man loves the world then the love of the father is not in him now i'm gonna just tell a quick testimony when i first came to christ in 2019 i had a quarter pound of weed in my pocket a few girls i was messing around with and I had best friends who did absolutely everything that I did, which was ungodly. So this is the thing. There's this misconception that when you give your life to Christ, you automatically become perfect. No, as we stated in our last episode, deliverance is an everlasting process. But before I even get into all this, I just want to go over some scripture with y'all real quick. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 For you have been called to live in freedom My brothers and sisters But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature Instead use your freedom to serve one another in love Hold on I'm not done I got some more 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 16 For you are free Yet you are God's slaves So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil Hebrews chapter 10 26 If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. So, yes, let's get back to it. I needed deliverance as a new Christian, which is an ongoing process that never ends. And when I was first in college, I remember God, he began to destroy and tear down all of my worldly desires. Literally everything that had my interest in the world, I was no longer able to enjoy the fornicating, the smoking weed, the partying, everything. I just was not able to enjoy that. And the scripture says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable and what is perfect. Romans chapter 12, verse two. Therefore, God, he was he was renewing my mind every day as I would read his word. And I remember one day I walked into the bathroom that we used to smoke weed at. And I mean, we used to be in there all the time. We used to have many parties. We would have the speaker in there. Sometimes we would let the shower run to decrease the smoke and the scent of the weed. We would put basketball games on in there and have freestyle battles. Literally everything all day and night. 4 a.m. we would be in there just, you know, just chilling. But one day I walked in there alone, all alone. And I had only two items with me. I had a quarter pound of weed and I had a Bible and I said, God, speak to me, man. I don't know if smoking weed is a sin or not. And I'm having a hard time enjoying it right now. And I wasn't really able to understand the Bible, no matter what page that I flipped to, because I just I just couldn't understand it, man. I don't know what it was, but the scriptures would just bounce off my head. I guess I was so bound that I really I was struggling reading the word of God. So I said, God, you know what? I'm going to get in the shower and. Just give me my answer there. And as I got in the shower, um, I just felt this strong conviction. And before I even get into the story even more, I just want to say asking God for things is very essential as a Christian. Because when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind, as stated in James chapter 1, verse 6. And Jesus, he also said that if you ask anything in his name, he's going to do it. 
So after I asked God, I got out of the shower and I had absolutely no desire to smoke weed. I actually felt pains in my head every time I thought of smoking it. So I grabbed all the weed that I had and I walked up to my man in the kitchen and I said, bro, here you go. You can keep it, bro. God don't want me to smoke no more. He said that I'm not allowed to do it. Don't worry about paying me back. It's all yours. Keep it. And the reason I said that is because we bought the weed together with the refund checks that we got or the I forgot what we got in college, but we would get these checks every time before a semester and we would just be balling like it was crazy but um yeah so um you would have thought that i would have never smoked weed again after that decision that i made but actually a few days or a few weeks later i was right back in that same bathroom smoking with everybody and the same weed that i spoke so strongly against i was now inhaling now this is because i was unequally yoked not just with people but the music that i would listen to the shows that i would watch the way that i would speak because you know that there is power of death and life within your tongue whatever you speak has the ability to heal or it has the ability to kill either or there's no in between the tongue is very powerful now let me just dive into the company that i kept and we're going to start with scripture chapter six in the second book of corinthians it says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness what harmony can there be between christ and the devil how can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever i know some of y'all get mad but we just going to keep on going so listen and what union can there be between God's temple and in idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Not done. First Corinthians chapter 15. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. See, y'all ain't really hear me. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. I'm going to repeat that. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. What? Expose them. Expose the traps and the devices that Satan is using against you and be not ignorant to them. Expose the flesh that you have that needs to be crucified. Expose it. Expose it. Expose it. A little leaven leavens the entire lump. Now, to get back into the story. All of my friends, they did everything that I used to do. They didn't put on their new man, which is after God and created in his righteousness and his holiness. So therefore, their lives in Christ it didn't begin yet. Regardless of if they read their Bibles or scripture a day, regardless of if they've been in the church their entire lives, regardless of if they have something in their bio that's scripture related. The Bible says to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word, or you're going to deceive yourself. Now, let's get back into the story. I smelled the marijuana aroma every single day in my room. Every time I would hang out with my friends, they had red eyes and they was tearing up a batch of chicken fingers. And, you know, I just felt so cornered and I gave in. Why did I feel that way? Because I wasn't reading my word enough. I wasn't praying enough. I wasn't in the presence of God enough. So I fell and I fell easily, too. Now, the music 
the music that I listened to, that played a huge role as well. And I know y'all about to get mad, but listen, I don't care how long I don't I don't care how long you've been following a certain artist. I don't care how many concerts you've been to of this artist. I just don't care if they aren't making music to glorify God. They're making it to glorify Satan. There's no in between. There's no halfway mark. They're either in or they're out. People say that that's too extreme. But let me ask you one question. Do they rap about the world? James 4, 4, it says a friend of the world is an enemy to God. Also, a carnal mind is, is enmity against God, as stated in the book of Romans. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go on by it. I'm entering that narrow gate, and only few are going to be there, and I'm okay with that. But, see, this is the thing. I, I don't know, man. Like, this body is not our own, and we shouldn't be listening to music that doesn't glorify God because this body is God's. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells inside of you. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we listen to music that doesn't glorify him. Lucifer was the minister of music in heaven. He's on earth now, and he's using that same vehicle to still kill and destroy the saints. People don't even realize it. And I used to listen to artists like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, and the world describes these artists as woke. They describe them as good and role models and such, but they don't worship Christ according to their latest songs. So therefore, they aren't good role models. They aren't good at all because only the Father is good. And people are gonna be like, "Oh, Kendrick, he made a he made this album." I'm already aware of all that, but that album wasn't of Christ. That was a Hebrew Israelite type movement type doctrine that he was rapping about it had nothing to do with christ and i'm not saying that kendrick lamar purposely is involved in a cult i believe someone deceived them and used the bible to pull him in that's what i believe a lot of stuff on that album that he made was demonically inspired and regardless of his use of scripture i don't care about that satan used scripture as well did satan apply that scripture did satan live out that life no he didn't he just knew the scriptures that's how a lot of people are nowadays and we have to be very careful because there's going to be false prophets false teachers who are going to come in and, and deceive the very elect because they know how to quote scripture and ain't i ain't, I ain't going for all of that I'm just not going for all that. And remember, the word says transform and renew your mind. To this day, I randomly start to quote rap songs from like five years ago. Songs I haven't heard in like 10 years. I'll be quoting them word for word, lyric for lyric, bar for bar. That stuff gets ingrained inside of our minds. Like right now, all I listen to is gospel music and it's going to stay that way. Now I find myself reciting random gospel songs and singing about Jesus all the time. But it's a process of renewing our minds, which is which is everlasting. Anything contrary to the word of God is transforming your mind into darkness. We are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever, according to first Peter chapter 1 verse 23 god also said be holy for i am holy and let's keep going um tv shows tv shows and movies that's the same thing the news included it's a form of witchcraft actually in some shows and i see kids cartoons all the time promoting homosexuality new age and all that stuff literally all the time it's a form of broadcasting casting spells onto the viewer for example we check out the news and we see nothing nothing but evil and manipulation which is a form of witchcraft and prior to right now nobody this is an, this is an example 
prior to right now, nobody, they wanted to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Nobody wanted to get it. But now that they have these puppets out there, these celebrities and, you know, all of these people getting on big platforms saying, I got the vaccine, I got the vaccine. Now everybody wants to take it. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is on TV and using entertainment like that to, to seduce the saints to sin. That's exactly what he's doing. And you could watch an action movie and after it's over, you probably won't want to drive 100 miles an hour, 200 miles per hour in a car and shoot up a restaurant and dive out the vehicle. You know, like that's something that you're going to want to go do. And you can watch a love movie. After the love movie, you're going to want to fornicate and hit up your ex. You're going to want to watch porn. It's the same thing with music. I've encountered a lot of depressed people as I was in college. And, you know, for instance, this dude that I know, I'm not going to say his name. But he reached out to me for deliverance from a demon that he believed that he had. And at the time, I was in no way, shape or form in a position to take on a task like that. But I agreed to speak with him instead. And I went to his apartment later during the day. And as soon as I walked into his apartment, I just felt the spirit of emptiness. And it was a very dark feeling, a dark feeling. And we walk into his room. It's so dark. Like he doesn't have on the lights and He's keeping the lights off literally as we're in there. I'm like, dang, he ain't gonna put the lights on or nothing. But um, yeah, he just began to like talk to me about his lifestyle, tell me, you know, what's going on and you know, you know, all that other stuff, right? I kid you not. He turns on the TV and without thinking, he begins to put on this depressed song by a particular artist that a lot of people may know. I'm not even gonna say his name because I don't want to defile the podcast, but he put this very depressing song on. And he just started sitting there like, I don't know how to explain it, man. He was just sitting there looking up in the stars and he just, he just looked so lost. But he was saying that the music makes him feel so much better. And he was like, yeah, I listen to this every single day. And, you know, people say that it's depressing, but this is actually healing. And as he lays looking almost lifeless on his bed, staring into the ceiling, he continued to go on and say that. There are people on PlayStation Network from all over and around the world that connect with him through this depressing music. He said they all go on talking about the same issues, the same problems, but they enjoy this particular artist. They enjoy this particular genre of music. And he said that they would get into chat rooms and just talk about suicide, talk about depression, talk about anxiety, talk about all of these things. Like It was just so defiling and it hurt me so bad because I was like... He's putting himself in bondage, you know, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. There's so much stuff that's affecting us and we don't even see it because we're ignorant to Satan's devices. We think that everything is OK. We think that everything is cool, but it's really not. They said that the music made them feel better. But here is the one man saying that he can't even go to sleep at night, saying that he's always having suicidal thoughts and demons are always attacking him. And he doesn't feel like he should, you know, you don't feel better. You're just being your mind is just being conformed and renewed with demonic seed that's that's all that it is and um I, the reason that i say don't be unequally yoked with music tv shows or people is because they all lead you away from god and they lead you into bondage the more serious you take this the better off you are going to be now what I'm about to say, it might it might cause some people to shut off the podcast. And that's OK, because the truth is going to set you free. And there is absolutely nothing that you can do against the truth, but for the truth, as stated in 
um, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. So, look, we can be unequally yoked with other people who claim to be Christians. We can. I remember a few months ago, I was I was talking to this particular woman, not going to say her name, but she's been in the church. She reads the word. She knows all the gospel songs. But we were just so different in terms of what we believe. It was almost insane. I remember the first time I hung out with her, I was inside of her car in which I shouldn't have even been in in the first place, but she was playing these lustful R&B songs and didn't see anything wrong with that. And in a car with the opposite sex, and you alone, and you playing lustful and R&B music. That is a huge red flag to me, but I ignored it because this walk, you know, it get all lonely sometimes, so I tried to sweep it under the rug, but things begin to get much and much worse as time go by. This is why the Bible says, be not ignorant to Satan's devices. I can't say this enough. As time went on, a song, this is the same, this is the same um, scenery, the same place, the same timing and everything. A song by a known witch comes on and for the first five seconds, I'm waiting there to see her response, seeing what she's going to do or not. She didn't even cut it off. She just ignored it. I jumped out of my seat. I turned the radio off. I felt like I was being programmed to be a child of darkness. And following this event, when we were leaving each other, she began to tongue kiss me in which I could have stopped, but I didn't. Why? Because James chapter 1 verse 13, it says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But this is where I fell at. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. So it was my own, it was my own lust, it was my own flesh that led me to even falling into that. This was all on me. God gave me the signs to run away like Joseph, but I chose to stay. And the longer that I stayed, the more the foul that I got. And if you know a Christian who refuses to follow biblical principles, they are not a Christian. I don't care what kind of necklaces with crosses they have. I don't care what scriptures they have in their bios. It is better to be lonely than to be with the wrong person. Trust me. Jesus said, whoever denies me in front of people, I will deny them in front of my father. And realize there wasn't many people with Jesus when he was on that cross. And the concept applies to even parents and families. Psalms chapter 27 verse 10 it says, when your mother and father forsake you, the Lord will take care of you. Also, Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own lives, such a person cannot be my disciple. In Galatians chapter one, verse 10, it says, um, it says, for do we persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. You don't need to impress anybody or hold yourself up to anyone's standards. But God, Jehovah Jireh is your provider. He'll provide new friends and environments for you. Don't compromise by walking by sight. Instead, walk by faith. When you walk by faith, you are walking with him. He is still a God of miracles. God never changes. He is the same as he was when all of these events took place in the Bible. And guess what? When you walk in God's will, he blesses the generations after you, according to, to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. People, they always ask me why I use so much scripture in the videos, because this is how your faith increases. It increases by hearing the word of God. This podcast is not for chumps. It's not for those who um, just want a little cup of coffee and to go to Sunday service. No, this podcast is for soldiers of Jesus Christ. If you are listening to this right now, you are either already in the army or you are looking forward to joining. Jesus loves you and so do I, regardless of what the world says about you, regardless of what your family and friends say about you. Jesus has 
has a plan for you and he wants you to take it to the next level. Peter and them, they said, we must obey God rather than human beings in Acts chapter 5, verse 29. So flee, flee also youthful lust. Follow nothing but righteousness, charity, um, faith, and peace. Titus chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. First Peter chapter 4, verse 2. As a result, you will not live the rest of your life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. I'm not done. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But you, man of God, you woman of God, Flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hold on. Take a breather. Um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14. I'm losing my breath right now, but that's all right because God is good. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. We aren't ignorant anymore. We have the truth. We are in the truth. The spirit dwells inside of us. We were bought with a price. We are a living, holy sacrifice. This life is not our own. Now, oh, I got to take a break, man. Whoo. You know, God is good. But the second part of this podcast Look, because I made this mistake. When you come out from among them, as the scripture commands, you need to be humble. All those who are listening and even me speaking, Shema Thomas, we aren't more spiritual than anybody else. We aren't loved by God more than anybody else. God has no favorites. He's not a respecter of persons. We shouldn't be either. When we get puffed up and prideful, God, he resists us. Woe to the crown of pride. God hates even a proud look. Seriously, he hates it according to Proverbs chapter 6. Walking around with your chest out and claiming to be holier than now. You are in error and sin. Many people say, oh, pride, that's not really a big deal. Yes, it is. Lucifer got kicked out of heaven for his pride. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5, it says, everyone who is prideful is detestable to the Lord and they will not go unpunished. Detestable means to dislike intensely. I've, I've fallen to pride so many times in the past and sometimes I still do. A trick that the Holy Spirit gave me is to always repent for my pride all throughout the day and to constantly remind myself that my righteousness is as filthy rags to God. If y'all heard the way I pray, y'all would think that I hate myself and that I'm my biggest hater. But it's true. I can't do anything without Christ. Let's check out 1 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 15. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners of whom I am foremost, who I am chief and for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me, they're going to find it. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. Listen, we must realize that demons, they travel in packs. So many of y'all may say, oh, I'm not prideful. Or I don't be. Are you dealing with lust? Are you dealing with anger? Because these demons, they travel in packs. Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 through 45. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man. He goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, but put in order. Then he goes on and takes with him seven, seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And that last state of that man is worse than the first. 
so shall it be also with this wicked generation. You see what I'm talking about? James chapter 3, verse 16. For when er for when envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. I know some viewers, they may feel scared, but just recite what I'm about to say right now. Create in me a clean and pure heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me in Jesus' name. That's from Psalm chapter 51, verse 10. Listen, let's go on. There is an ongoing battle in the spiritual realm and there's only two sides i don't care what liberals or hindus or buddhists or muslims says it's god jesus christ versus satan it's none other else you're either going to serve one master or you're going to hate the other it's that simple but back to how we should treat people while being equally yoked with strong kingdom children jesus said that the new commandment was to love others as he has loved you jesus loved you before you gave your life to him he died for everybody on this earth regardless of what they've done regardless of what religion they are regardless of what background they're in regardless no matter how much you dislike them or what they do he died for them and it is your duty as a disciple of christ to love them as he has loved you some people i agree i just cannot be around and that's okay because boundaries do exist but that doesn't mean that you can't pray for them. It doesn't mean that you can't be kind and nice to them. Some of us, we have these strong guards up because we think everybody is evil and shameful. But the Bible says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Why? Because by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. You could be disrespecting an angel. It's that deep. Angels are ministering spirits and they encamp around and deliver those who have genuine fear in the Lord. Psalm 34. Now, look, if you don't know love, then you don't know God because God is love. Ask him for his love. A lot of us, we get angry. We begin to flip out. And when certain people come around us, we just start throwing fits. But human anger does not produce the righteousness of God, as stated in James chapter chapter one, verse 20. And if you go to sleep, listen, if you go to sleep while you are angry, guess what? You give the devil a foothold. That's what the scriptures say. Unforgiveness and bitterness, that's a foothold as well. It's an open door to Satan. And yes, I know Proverbs says a curse cannot come upon a child of God. But that's if that child of God is walking in repentance and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. A curse can land on a lukewarm Christian. And the lukewarm Christian will get spit out of God's mouth because he rathers that you be hot or that you be cold. And an example of his... Of his um. Hold on, what am I saying? I'm losing my words because I'm thinking so fast. I'm talking so fast. I'm preaching up a storm, but the Holy Spirit is here. Be an example of his love, which does include rebuking people. But when you rebuke people, you have to do it in love. And you don't have to make a scene and try to embarrass the person. That is pride. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, it says, We urge you, brother and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone we all need a savior once you begin to walk by the spirit you won't fulfill the desires of your flesh we need a savior all of us do we all need a savior every single one of us and just because i'm on this platform teaching and preaching this stuff it doesn't put me over anybody when i finish this episode i'm going to my prayer closet and i'm praying my night away i'm going to be on my face i'm going to be weeping i'm going to be just going hard because blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's righteousness, they will be filled. Let's all get filled. If God is for us, who can be against us? And let me tell a quick testimony real quick. When I first caught fire for God, 
pride jumped on me like a lion immediately. I saw the gifts that God gave me and I started just showing off with them. I just started showing off, treating people like they don't hear from God the same way that I do because I was, you know, getting all these prophecies and all that stuff. That's sin. I remember one night I fell into pornography and I sat in my room in the darkness and said, God, I'm doing everything you want me to do. I'm reading the word. I'm fasting. I'm on fire. I'm going out preaching. This was, um, this was in, this was, this was in May. This was in May of 2020. I was like, I'm going out preaching. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And immediately I just felt this strong presence of humility. And I said, oh, that's what I was lacking. And as I sat on my bed and felt all that humility, I just felt like repenting. I just felt like I was the scum of the earth. I felt so, oh my goodness, that was the best feeling of my life. And it was all because Christ was there, but I just felt the need to apologize to everyone. I just felt the need to walk around as if this life really wasn't my own, that it was of Christ. And that was my favorite feeling ever. Ever, 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 ever. But, um, but um, yeah, we all fall short of God's glory. And a righteous man falls and gets right back up. He keeps fighting. He doesn't stop. He doesn't get scared of anything. He keeps fighting. I kind of I kind of got off point, but, you know, that's OK, because we can't put limits on the Holy Spirit. But be with those who are walking the same as you. You won't always have everything in common with somebody else. But that doesn't mean that the spirit of God is not in them. The spirit of God will bear witness that you both are children of God. I'm best friends with people who have nothing in common with me in the natural. But when we pull that Bible out or we go to the church's prayer meeting, we make ourselves available to the Lord and just allow God to use us. And that draws us so close together. But to end this podcast. Um, there's just one thing that I wanted to point out for everybody. Remember, calmness, it lays great offenses to rest. You can be on fire, but that doesn't mean that you have to be disrespectful. It doesn't mean that you have to be legalistic. Be passionate about the Lord, but be loving. Be loving. But, um, yeah, that's really all that I got for today. I don't want to go on and on and on. You know, got Bible school. I got a lot of things that I got to do, but I really just felt led to hop on here and just share what the Lord has given me. So I hope everybody has a blessed day. If anybody needs prayer or anything, hit me up. Um, what I'm going to start doing in the podcast is I'm going to start putting my information in here. So on Instagram, my at name is Shaman Thomas, S-H-A-M-M-O-N-D-T-H-O-M-A-S. On Twitter, it's Shaman A. Thomas. And I believe that's all the platforms that I got right now. I'm also on YouTube, though. Same thing, Shaman Thomas. But if you need prayer, hit me up. Um, I pray that you guys have a blessed rest of your day, wherever you are around the world, whether it's the night or the morning. I just pray that it's filled with repentance, filled with love and filled with the joy of the Lord. That's all we got. So God bless. Stay up.